Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. All right, so today is about the Ukraine. And it's appropriate because we're going to address one of the questions of one of our congregants who talks about or asks, why does evil exist in the world? And let's have the question up on the screen quick. It's by Judy who asks, when sharing the first two principles with someone not familiar with Unity teachings, how do I respond to questions about evil people who so-and-so? You know, it's interesting. I would say that even if you ask people in Unity, they would struggle with that. How can we stand here and claim that there is only one presence and one power in our lives and in the universe, God, goodness, omnipotence, and then that happens. Doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense that we claim that God is good all the time, God is love, and then we have all this garbage going on in the world. So how do we approach it? How do we approach that whole idea, how can evil exist in this world when there is only one power? And I think Unity, the Fillmores, and everyone who came up, came after them, our co-founders, have gotten really to understand, and they're not the only ones, there's religions that have the same understanding, is that evil in itself is not a power at all, and it's not an equal power to the power of God. And you probably heard that before, but have you grasped that concept yet? That there is only, if there is only one power, and that power is goodness, then there cannot be an equal power that is evil. The reason why I like to use the word goodness instead of good it's because it's harder to go from goodness to badness than it is from good to bad, wouldn't you say? Because when we say God is good all the time, when we hear the word good, we often think in duality, in terms of there's good and then there's bad. You can do the same thing with goodness, but it's a little bit harder to do that. So how do we cope then with what is evil in this world? How do we understand it? And you might remember, it's probably now well over a year ago, when I talked about uh, fear, that fear is just another expression of the same love that we all share. It's a limitation of the same love that we all affirm together. It's just something that comes out of the same infinite potential. And just as we can look at fear, we can look at evil the same way. Evil in its core 
is goodness, that's where it starts. But then it's going to be distorted over and over and over again until it turns into something really bad. Now, evil is a big word. And usually we put evil only onto very, very bad things. But ultimately, we can actually use little things in our lives that don't go well, or mistakes that we make, or things that we don't accept, as just the same way. It's all coming back to not understanding what God is and what that goodness really looks like. It's what the daily word or the absolute word is about today. The light of God is our understanding of our very own nature. Once we truly understand who and what we are, the light goes on. It's like a little switch. Every time we understand who and what we truly are, the switch goes off. There's the light. But unfortunately, many of us choose, literally choose, to turn off the switch. Every time we dwell in anger and fear and sadness to an extended degree, I'm not talking about just the emotion flowing through, but really holding on to it to a degree where it stays for days and weeks and months at a time, that's when we use that same love, that same power, that same goodness, and turn it into something very destructive, at least potentially. So how then can we deal with evil things, right? Another thing that I can tell you about psychology, the way we approach evil people, people that we might see as counselors, that have done terrible things that many of us would say, well, that's an evil person. We actually say, no, the person itself is not evil, but the actions are. And that's another very important distinction to make. That just because someone acts badly doesn't make that person separate from God. That person separates themselves from God, not because that separation is possible. They just turn away from the light. They forget. But it's not the person itself but the action that turns into something that can be destructive. And believe it or not, that's a very important core understanding to have. None of us in here, not a single human being on Earth, not a single consciousness in this universe is essentially bad. We're all the same. We're all love. We're all goodness. We're all God. We're all starting at the exact same point like everyone else. Do some of us act a little bit worse than others? Of course. Do we have murderers and uh, people that are doing awful things? Yes. But they all start at the same goodness that we all do. Which means that anyone can change. Anyone can return 
to the core and the goodness of who they are because they can literally not be disconnected from it. It's simply impossible. If it was possible, then our teachings wouldn't work. Then we can just close up and go home and say goodbye to the teachings. But if we say there's only one power and one presence in our lives and in the universe, God, goodness, omnipotence, and we are that, first and second principle, if we truly believe that, that then must be the truth. That even someone like Putin, whom you may think is an awful person, still at his core has the same potential of goodness and love like everyone else. Will he ever use it? We don't know. Does it mean that we should let go birders free? Absolutely not. The consequences that we get through our actions, we decide as a society what those consequences are. But at least we can say there is potential. And what that tells us or should tell us is that when we look at ourselves and we have faced or are facing some of our darkness inside, some of the darkness that we have, that we may not be ready yet to forgive, at least we should learn that, yes, we can. We can forgive ourselves because no one in here or anyone, anywhere can be truly evil. It's impossible. We are all goodness. We're all love. But we can certainly behave terribly. We can behave terribly, that's for sure. Does that difference make sense? Okay. Because that's really important. And this is really answering the question, how do we in unity believe evil exists? It's because we're just messing it up. And so that's all there is to it. We're just so terrible sometimes at expressing the love that we are, we're just messing it up. That's all, right? And some of us mess it up and mess it up more and then more and more go to jail and be messed up more. And yes, it gets to a point where there seems to be no way that we can return and still the possibility is there. So how do we deal now with what's going on in Ukraine? Right? It's impossible to even grasp that idea. How can we as little, tiny little beings that we often see ourselves do anything over there? Well, believe it or not, the fact that we're all being here today whether in person or online, the fact that you haven't walked out yet, because I mentioned, let's focus on the people in Ukraine, that already does it. It already gives something. Because it means that some of us, if not all of us, have a heart, a little spot open for those who are suffering. We understand what it means we may have never been in the same situation, but we certainly can relate. And the fact that we are willing to be here 
and to consider that there is a possibility that this war could be over because the right people changed their mind. So ultimately, that's what it is. We need to change our mind. If our mind is set to evil actions, all we need to do is change our mind and turn the same love rather than into bad things into good things. Isn't that wonderful? We're not doomed. The idea of doomed doesn't really exist in unity teachings because we always truly believe that that might be a little fantastical or magical for some. We always believe we can always change our mind. We can always start over. The very idea of forgiveness is right written into that. Forgiveness in unity means to let go of error thinking. Guess what evil is? Error thinking. When we do evil actions, is because we have taken the same love like wonderful people take and do wonderful things with it that we all agree and are happy about. If we do evil things, we have taken the same potential and just turned it into something really bad. But all we have to do is change our mind and do it differently. You know, we have um, done a prayer vigil a couple of weeks ago. Since then, we, have, we are lighting candles every Sunday in the Peace Chapel. And we're keeping the Peace Chapel and the candles lit just in, in, in support of just that suffering so that we can go and sit in whenever we like into the Peace Chapel and just sit there, even if it's just for five minutes, and just for a moment remember who and what we are and extend that, that knowing, that understanding, that light over there across the pond. Does that mean that's all there is to it? Does it mean it's okay to be a spiritual couch potato? Probably not. You know what that is, a spiritual couch potato? Right? I'm obviously a physical couch potato, but <clears throat> a spiritual couch potato is someone who has lots of good thoughts and prayers, but that there's all, all to it. To get off the spiritual couch potato couch means that we are learning to tune into our intuition. We may be actually inspired to Google, how can I support the people in Ukraine? I Googled it myself. I saw UNICEF does a lot that focuses on children. There's, there's a lot of organizations, uh, well-established organizations out there that we can support. There's a couple, I believe, in Dallas, which just on the news yesterday, uh, where she is Ukrainian, and they just started doing rallies, and they go out and organize rallies. We all have that inclination, and we already know what we want to do. Even the smallest thing, even sitting in the Peace Chapel for two or three minutes and stop worrying about our own lives for a change and just think about someone else and then say, I don't have to ask for anything but simply pray with the people in Ukraine so that they remember what I know right now is 
that I am a perfect expression of love and it is up to me to keep expressing this over and over and over again. And whenever I make a mistake, I don't dwell on it. I just change it. I stop making the same mistake. I get off my spiritual potato couch and start doing what I already know needs to be done. Of course, you know, as a community, we can also say, what can we do more? And if you have ideas, I encourage you to talk to us, to talk to Dee and Lane and myself and say, hey, I have an idea not to be afraid of hearing us saying back to you, well, go for it. <laughs> how, we, how can we support you, right? Because if it's your idea, it's yours to do. That's how we can support. It may seem insignificant, yes. And it may see something really small, and yet the smallest thing can change. The moment that we let go of our anger that we have toward each other, that can change something over there that is quite significant. We are all connected. Collectively, we are doing this work together. And every moment in prayer, every moment in meditation, every moment we change our mind for the goodness, every moment we stop fighting with each other, every moment we forgive ourselves for having done terrible things maybe in our lives and remember that regardless of what we have done, we can always return to God. We can always return to who and what we truly are. All that is important. And every moment that we all can remember is precious because the collective of all those moments that we all can put into every day from now on until this war is over, hopefully very, very soon, that will help. Every time we stop complaining, every time we stop dwelling on stuff that doesn't really matter is the potential that over there, whoever it is, a general, a minister, a politician, a common person can change something over there because we have aligned ourselves with what we know to be the truth for us. Evil does not exist unless we make it so. It's our responsibility to eradicate evil by starting with who? Us. That's the first. It's easier to tell others, oh, I see something there that you should fix, right? It's a little harder to do it ourselves, right? We can eradicate evil because evil doesn't exist on its own. It only comes to into existence because we choose to do so. It's very important to understand. And it's a beautiful thing that that is so. At least that's what we believe, that it is so. Because if evil was an equal power to goodness, we may be doomed. But I like to believe that that is not so. There is only one power and one presence, and that power is love, and we can all use the same love and do good things with it, and we just stop 
doing all the terrible stuff, and then we were good. I'll leave it at this for today. I took a little long with the opening prayer, but I hope you not only get some understanding how we see evil through the unity lens, but you're also inspired to do whatever you can to hold the people in Ukraine in the highest good, because that's what they already are. All we need to do is claim that for them, because when you are in a dark hour, it's hard sometimes to remember the potential that's available to us, right? When we are in the storm, it's sometimes a little hard. So let's give them a hand. Let's give them a hand by remembering who we are and take that energy and that feeling and extend it to them over there. We don't have to travel over there. We can sit in the Peace Chapel, sit right here and right now, and just imagine it to happen, and that will change the world. So let us move into meditation with that in mind. Let us take a deep breath together. One, two, three, four, in, hold. One, two, three, four, out, hold. And continue as it is comfortable for you. Allow your body and mind come to a rest. Allow the rest to expand into peace. That peace is you. And breathe in for a moment into that truth, that that peace is you. Together we breathe into the reality that we are peace itself. We take all the stuff that takes us away from that idea. We do not fight it. We do not ignore it. We let it be just very gently and kindly. Let it go on its way and refocus.
Imagine for a moment that you have all the power that it takes to bring peace about. And all it takes for you and all of us is just to let go of everything else and just be this peace itself. Every one of us, no exceptions, all at peace. And not just a peaceful feeling, but peace itself, peace that passes all understanding, no limitations. Now let's take that piece together. Let's put it together. And keep that part, part of that piece within ourselves so we remember. But most of it, it we are sending out. We're sending out to anyone we know and everyone we don't know. We're sending it out to those who need peace right here, right now. We're sending our peace into the minds and hearts of the people that make decisions that are crucial to bring a war to end. And we do so because we are ready to stop being at war with ourselves. We are ready to take the peace and give it away freely. We're ready to affirm that we never run out of peace. Because we can't. So individually and collectively, we are at peace. We take most of that and give it away freely without any attachment, uh, without any requests or expectations. And we'll let it flow wherever it needs to go. allow that peace to settle wherever it needs to, wherever is in need, we'll find peace because we were willing to give it away. So we allow the peace to continue even after we have come to a close in this meditation. We'll let gratitude to unfold right here and right now, knowing that we have those powers to give away.
And remember every time we sway away from being at peace. Remember to return. As simple as that. Keep part of it for ourselves, of course, but give most of it away. That's the gift that we have to give to this world. So in gratitude, we appreciate each other today, whether online or in person. To do this work together, We give thanks to the many masters that have come before us to give us these teachings, allowing us to learn and grow and become. We give thanks to this community, opening their doors to those open-minded and open-hearted. And we give thanks to the nature that is divine within ourselves. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.